into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is Coast Boys Pod. Home of the playground of the stars. Welcome back, Best Coast Boys Podcast. Third time's the charm on this one. I had to restart two times. This is the third time, uh, but we're gonna get through this, John. I, I promise. This is the one. I can feel it. Uh, I am McCool BCB. Uh, that's me on Twitter. Uh, I'm obviously that's your, Landon. No, that's, that's not my. That's not my given name. No, uh, my given name is Landon McCool. Uh, you can find me here uh, on the Best Coast Boys Podcast and also on the Locked On Cowboys Podcast with Marcus Mosier. And I am joined, as always, with by my co-host, John Oning. John, please take this away from me before I screw it up again. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at John Oning, J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Make sure you read all my work at The Score and at the Dallas Morning News. Got that week playoff preview coming at The Score with Mark Schofield, Ollie Connolly, and the gang over at The Score. So make sure you guys... Read that. It's gonna be it's gonna be must read in my opinion. And then I got my bold predictions coming probably by the time you guys are here this, it'll be published at the Dallas Morning News. So go read that, click on it, print it out, give it to your grandma, make sure she clicks on it a couple times, you know, get the whole get a little click click gang going. Got a click chain going. Yeah, everybody, go. everybody, just a whole little chain of people. You just four to two. Everybody clicks on it once. Just make it. A, it just different. make it a part of your morning routine. Click party. Click party. It's fun. Um <laughs> Guys, we got a great show. This is a little bit of a different thing. You know, we don't normally do previews, but obviously for playoff games, that seems like it's uh, we can cut an exception. So, um, uh, let's we have lots to talk about. Let's get into uh, some business first, shall we? Yes. All right. Uh, first things first. Let's check out the injury report uh, to kind of get a lay of the land on uh, who's even going to be playing in this game. Um, and it, it, I have to say that I was kind of surprised by, uh, the list, at at least at first, just because, you know, it felt like we came out of the game kind of healthy, but clearly, uh, this list shows maybe something a little other than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the the names that we need to kind of really worry about up front, I would say at this point are, are Blake Jarwin and Cole Beasley. Uh, both have been DNPs for the last two practices, um, uh, I, I that that gives me some concern for sure, uh, but I, you know, I think you've got a couple other people that are listed on here that you know look like they'll probably play. Dak popped up on the on the list. Um, you know, there's there's lots of there's lots of these uh, kind of smaller things, but to me, the one that really kind of stick out are uh, the Noah Brown. I mean, sorry, the Cole Beasley mm-hmm. uh, and the Blake Jarwin. Um, any thoughts there? It looks like the Rams are mostly healthy, and they're they're still kind of limiting Todd Gurley. Uh, but everyone else seems to be full go. Uh, any thoughts on uh, any any of these injuries? And yeah, uh, Papa Fish tweeted out earlier this morning that it looked like Jarwin. He was intimating that Jarwin was going to give it a go this weekend. That Cole Beasley would probably probably be out with Tavon taking over the slot, and then Connor Williams starting at left guard. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I think you and I are probably happy about that. I don't oh, know if everyone sure. else, but yeah, I would say. The hashtag um, haters aren't, but yeah, I mean uh, that seems like the kind of thing that uh, you know we'll we'll 
we'll we'll we'll work through this together, guys. Yeah. But I, I I I tend to think that you know there's lots of differing opinions on how Connor Williams did and uh, you know how much success he's going to have this week. You know, I mean, Aaron Donald is going to blow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Xavier, Xavier Woods or Connor Sua Williams. Filo. Is there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it doesn't really. It could be Xavier Sua Woods and <laughs> Williams. It doesn't matter. It, you know, I mean, it's it's. It, we're going to do what we can to slow down Aaron Donald. Unless the Cowboys somehow figure out a way to duplicate Zach Martin, anybody they put over at that left guard position is going to struggle. Well, that, and I think that's frankly a good uh, spot for us to go ahead and, and launch into this conversation. And we can start from that side uh, with Dallas on offense and, uh, uh, and the Rams on defense. So I think that this is the matchup where I feel like uh, – there's the most unknown, I guess, you know, like I, I feel like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get everyone kind of knows about the Rams offense and knows about the Cowboys defense. Uh, and I would say of the two units for either of those teams, those represent the most reliably um, uh, efficient, I guess, units throughout the season. You know that, that you felt like the Rams could always count on their offense, or at, at times, but the Dallas could always count on their defense. And and when the, their defense and our offense seem to be the you know the opposite, the, the most kind of var, var, variation, the most amount of uh, of uh, unpredictability. Uh, you know, not really sure exactly week to week what you're gonna get out of everybody. Um, but I, I feel like the trending. Uh, uh, you know, I guess the trending direction for for the Cowboys at least has been on the offense has been up, uh, and for the Rams on defense it, it's been kind of middling and down. But I, I, when you look across the line at the players that they have lining up against you, um, there's so much talent. And um, let's start up front because uh, you mentioned Darren Donald. Uh, they have what you know came into the season as basically a terrifying all-star defensive line, right? Like uh, 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 Fowler and Donald and, and Brockers and Sue, and I mean they didn't they didn't have Fowler at the beginning of the season, yeah, but you know I mean he came in later on. But still, I mean I think still, you look at this group, yeah, it's 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 I mean just the idea of having Brockers, Sue, and Donald on a three-four front is terrifying. So, um, but you know they didn't really. You know, and this is not surprising because this is a lot of times what happens when you collect all-star teams or whatever. It, it it didn't really produce the way. I mean, I think everybody expected. You know, um, I, obviously Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald and is maybe the best defensive player, maybe the best player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Sue had a, a decent year, not a great year. Brockers kind of had a middling year, I would say. I mean, not none of them are, by are standards for sure. by their standards. I guess was what, probably what I should be saying. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so I, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup on Saturday because, uh, you know, as things have started to even out a little bit, you, you wonder is, you know, outside of Donald, if they could figure out a way to slow down Donald, I don't know that any of the rest of these guys, including Sue terrify you you know mm-hmm. and i i feel like uh hopefully the cowboys can make some hay against them so what are your thoughts let's talk offensive line our offensive line versus our defensive line um talk about the matchups that you uh you know obviously donald inside but talk about some of these other matchups as well and how you feel the cowboys stack up against the guys lining up against them I really think when aaron donald's lining up on the right side the offense is left over probably on outside shade on Connor Williams. I think 
you're going to be able to have take advantage of a really good matchup with Zach Martin and Lyle Collins on double teams. I think they're going to be able to displace, especially when it's Michael Brockers over there. He can get displaced against better double teams that stay hit to hip and that drive and that understand how to hip roll and displace through contact. And Zach Martin and Lyle Collins have done a really phenomenal job of doing that in the last few weeks. And I think they're going to be able to have success Again, this week against Michael Brockers in that situation. I'm a little bit worried about Indomitian Sue versus Joe Looney just because Indomitian Sue is so explosive off the snap. I think Joe Looney may give, may see it a little bit of ground initially. I do trust Joe Looney's ability to anchor and, may, and his ability to fight and alter Sue's route so that he's not affecting the run or the pass in ways that Sue has in the past. But I am a little bit worried just of... Looney getting in the way of maybe pullers or anything of that sort because he, I don't see how he's not going to really see that kind of ground at the initial point of attack. Yeah, I mean, especially, I think you mentioned it in the run game, you know, just disrupting, doing this sort of thing where they penetrates and just mm -hmm. destroys blocking schemes. That's the kind of thing that causes negative plays and, 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 and negative runs, which you can't have. And then obviously, uh, you know, on a pass rush front. The good news is, too, though, against this front, they get they like to get so far upfield that it, it does open up cutback lanes for Zeke in the running game, especially on like an inside zone. Yeah, and I was gonna say I, I think you know this is probably a, a great week to you know be running some traps you know try uh -huh. to get these guys some upfield hit whams and hit them uh, when they get up the field so they they uh, they you know they're gonna get there may as well make them wrong uh, you know get, that's the kind of thing that I think will work and this is the kind of offense that can make that sort of you know upfield def defense pay if they can if they can hit them right you know with the with a running back who's a a home run threat uh, and who's good at getting through the line. Uh, if they get these guys too far upfield and out of position, you don't, the Rams are going to be in trouble in any situation that gets Zeke one-on-one -on -one with their linebackers. Mm -hmm. uh, so if, if the Cowboys can figure out a way to, yeah, uh, these linebackers really struggle against the run. Yeah. If they could find a way to kind of use the defensive lines uh, aggressiveness against them, uh, that would be good both in the run game but also in the pass game because I think you know getting play action against these guys is going to be a real big deal. I, I think you had some really great numbers earlier in the week on uh, Aaron Donald's effectiveness uh, versus play action versus not, and I, I think that was some interesting stuff. Do you want to kind of go over that real quick? Yeah, you know, there were, when I was investigating for how the Cowboys could kind of slow down Aaron Donald, I was looking into – I was splitting up his stats between like play action, how he would do shotgun and all those types of things. And I found some um, interesting stats and let me pull those up real quick. And real quick while he's pulling those up, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thought process just from a schematic uh, you know, point of view, because y y y you think about play action, how much, how long it takes, right? And and the concern that someone like Donald would be able to break through and destroy a play before you got play action. But I, I think that what what we're seeing is that Donald loves to play the run. So he is on play action, you know, snaps. It feels like he is almost too enthusiastic to maybe a step or two too enthusiastic to get after the run mm -hmm. and, 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 sh and then not recovering fast enough to get into his pass rusher men mentality. Uh, did, did you figure those? Yeah, I did. Um, 
When teams use play action twenty uh, around 28% of the time, 28% or more of the time, Donald averaged only 4.7 pressures and 1.2 sacks per game, which are, quite frankly, still insane numbers. Yeah. But for Aaron <laughs> Donald, those, you'll take those. If And then against teams that use play action less frequently than 28%, he averaged just – he averaged – over seven pressures per game and 1.4 sacks per game. So we averaged three more pressures per game. And even more importantly, the entire Rams defense as a whole struggles against play action. Against teams that use play action, like I said, over 28% of the time, they give up 31 points per game. Against teams that don't run it that frequently, they give up 19.7 points per game. Uh, you know, to me, this seems like a no-brainer game for doing a lot of wide zone and and bootlegging back, you know, the opposite way play action bootleg. You know, because of they, you want to attack the edges on these guys, yes. anyways. I mean, I think you know, you're not, you don't want to run away from Aaron Donald and Sue so much, but you certainly don't want to spend your whole day running at them. So uh, they're weaker on the edge, in especially in the run game, but not just exclusively on the run game. Um, and I think that specifically, if they're able to get some play action on, uh, you know, from eleven personnel, uh, and then keep 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 Prescott on the move a little bit, it's going to put their defenders, especially the second and third level defenders, in mm-hmm. uh, in some bad conflict situations. Yeah. I think uh, you want to force the you want to force the second level of the Los Angeles Rams defense to flow. You want to yeah. make them cover distance because they're not good sifting through trash. They they get fooled by misdirection all the time. They literally cannot get off blocks to save their life. Good Lord, they can't get off blocks. So if you can yeah. just get Lyman to the second level after securing the first level, Zeke is going to have a ton of success. Yeah, and you know, I think another thing that they should consider is doing some some sh- short stuff. Some you know, obviously slants are going to be mm-hmm. part of this game, but getting some tunnel screens, some smoke screens out, make those guys on the edge tackle. Yeah. You know, I mean, keep to leave and Peters are 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 flashy players. They'd like to get their hands yeah, on Peters. Balls. Does not like to get, a tackle for but sure. Neither neither of those guys <laughs> really like to tackle. So uh, yeah, I would say make them. Uh, definitely get the ball. You know, if they're going to have all their defensive talent inside, then, you know, definitely test the outside, Mm -hmm. see what they've got. Um, uh, Let's talk about the. We talked a little bit about the second level. Let's talk a little bit more about the third level before we move on to the other side of the ball. Um, I think where the Cowboys – uh, you know, again, you look at the names, Marcus Peters and, and Aqib Tlaib, especially going into the season, you're like, good Lord, what a yeah. what a freaking class. But, uh, you know, Peters has really kind of fallen off a cliff to a yeah, certain very degree. very hit and miss. He's very boom yeah. or bust and a lot more busts. Reminds year. me a lot of uh, of uh, Jackrabbit from New York. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, you know, Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins in, in that sense. So um, I think that one of the things that the Cowboys again should try is that they should not be afraid to try to test these guys. You know, they, they're susceptible to double moves. They Mm -hmm. like to jump routes. Uh, You know, when you have a guy like Cooper, there's not a reason not to kind of try to work him down the field with double moves. I think they could find sluggo. I think he's going to find success on that sluggo move that he's been hitting on every team the last few weeks. I agree. I think that that if and as long as Dak has time to get the ball down the field, I think that could be a successful route for them. I again, I don't know if he's going to play. We talked about their injury reports, but I, I also think this could be a good game for Jarwin or or Schultz or someone mm-hmm. operating in the middle of the field because these linebackers are going to be in conflict for more, most of the game. So, especially uh, off play action. Yeah. So definitely look out for that as well. Uh, anything else uh, along these matchups uh, that you the want to bring Rams- up? I just wanted to point out the Rams' safeties are actually, I think, 
they don't get as much acclaim as the cornerbacks, but I think they've mm. been playing at a much higher level. John Johnson the third is a really, really, really good safety. And LaMarcus Joyner is also just got back. Yeah, yeah. He's also a guy that can play at a very high level too. If you give him the chance. Yeah. So I think that the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, they're going to be pressed. If the Cowboys, the Cowboys needed to really test that range because they need to be able to test these corners on the outside and, and, and make sure that the cor- the safeties have got more than enough to think about. We don't need another guy down in the box trying to, to stop the run. The Cowboys need to kind of clean, you know, either take advantage of a stacked box by throwing it down the field, or uh, you know, if they if they decide to play things back, if they try to you know keep it all in front of them, punish them. Try, but it's all got to start up front because if if you can figure out a way to beat those guys, those four guys that are lining up in front of you, the two that are behind them uh, probably aren't going to be able to do so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the other side of the ball. Um, sure. This is obviously the the the, the highlight, the the, the heavyweight, heavyweight matchup, the heavyweight uh, matchup here, the main event, uh, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because you look, you know, when, whenever you do these matchups, you look at, you know, their stats for the season, you see their rankings and all that stuff, you watch tape, whatever. What's interesting is how different this offense has been before and after Cooper Cup went out of the yeah, lineup. Yeah, that was huge. Um, it really seemed to be a, a line of demarcation on their uh, uh, their effectiveness. Um, they still have tons of talent. Let's let's not be. <laughs> they got Brandon Cooks and, and Robert Woods and this kid Josh Reynolds, who's really playing well for them as well. Um, you know, all those teams are. Uh, um, all, all those guys are able to you know find open space, get open, and make plays as, and have at certain points of the game. And, and obviously, when you have a guy like Sean McVay, you've got one of the best minds out there, kind of creating for them to get open. So. Uh, to me, just again from a ten thousand foot view, I think it's really important that the Cowboys stay kind of simple and disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Discipline they don't. Is gonna be key. Yeah, because I don't the, think it... the Rams. They come out in that eleven personnel, but they dress it up in so many different ways. They're going to exactly. be trying to create uh, conflicts, like you said about the Rams sec, uh, second level. The Rams are going to be trying to do that to the Cowboys second level the entire game too, and and in the secondary with. Bunch formations, rub routes, all the all that type of fun stuff. The good news for the Cowboys is that they have a much, 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 much more talented second level than the Rams. Yeah, so oh, the, not even the, comparable, not even on the same yeah. planet. Reynolds and Cooks, they, if they want to try to catch some slants over the middle, um, you know, good feel luck. free. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> we'll see how many of those you continue to do. Um, I, I the, the you know, yes, as you said, they ran they ran eleven personnel something like ninety five percent of the time this season. Uh, but obviously, they do all kinds of different things out of that, and personnel changes, and and, and just how what the what they run out of that uh, that grouping is uh, what's special. I, I think for the Cowboys' sake, you know, the good news is is that they match up personnel wise. I think pretty well. You know, I I mean that they their eleven person their their nickel package is a, is a strong package for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, well, the question is going to be I I you know we talked about this before and I've talked about this on a couple of different venues. But for me, before we get into the specific matchups here, the overall job of the defense is 
stop don't ever let them get started Mm -hmm. you know like basically you need to come out there make sure that they have a slow start they're probably going to be inclined to do that anyways with two weeks off Gurley hasn't played since mid-december you know like they're gonna they want to start slow cowboys need to make sure that they get what they want so uh, I I mean I don't mean they literally mean I mean you know because they've been off for two weeks they're mm-hmm. probably going to want to start off <laughs> slow because they you know it's tough to not play for a couple weeks and then play playoff football it's it's not even just you know you're 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 it's an extra level of speed and you haven't even playing at the normal level of speed for the last two weeks so um, well for the last week but for some people <laughs> last two weeks uh, you know so the Cowboys I think will start uh, you know the offense versus defensive line this is a good offensive line I mean oh, you know, really they, they've had a, they've had a really good season I think that they are a, a lot more susceptible to mistakes to getting beat uh, to, to, to not being as impressive when you can get them one dimensional. Mm-hmm. When, when the Rams have got to step back and throw the ball, they aren't, if they're behind or if they aren't running the football or if running the football isn't working for them, this, this offensive line, uh, is not as strong when they are, when, when it's obvious what their game plan is, mm-hmm. when, when it's obvious what's coming. Uh, the, 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 having the playbook wide open really helps this offensive line kind of dictate what they want to do because they have big guys who are big and strong, uh, and so when they get play action going, they can make it you know, they get their hands on you. Uh, you don't know when the pass is coming, and they, they take that to an advantage. But I think when they do know, when it's third and long, when the pass is coming, they know that that's the issue. Uh, I, I I like the matchup of Gregory and Lawrence against uh, Havenstein and, and Whitworth because I think uh, they'll be able to explode off the ball, get around these guys, and cause pressure. But if they continue to be you know balanced and use play action and run the ball, uh, it, it could be a long day for this defensive line. Yeah, you know, I was actually on the other side. I actually think Antoine Woods, Karan Reed, Malik Collins, and all of them can have a lot of success against the Rams' interior offensive line. John Sullivan has probably been the biggest weak link on this Rams' offensive line throughout the entire season. He's been giving middling to barely above average play for that unit in the since in the last two months from the games that I that I studied. Um, and on top of John Sullivan, Roger Southfold, he's he's very hit and miss if you I think he struggles more against defensive tackles that have that lateral mobility that can cross your face quickly he's really good at when he latches and can stay within his frame and play square with the defender he really excels at driving them out of their grab or in pass protection he's really good at mirroring in that kind of way but he struggles in the run against guys like Antoine Woods who can really expand who have that lateral quickness to cross a offensive lineman's face and penetrate I think they can really find a lot of success in the run and the in the pass rush. I really think Tyrone Crawford can find a lot of success rushing against um, what's the other Havenstein? Havenstein. No, oh, Havenstein. oh, the uh, 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 Blythe. Yeah, Blythe. I don't yeah, know that, Blythe. But I think Tyrone Crawford and his power can have a, and his length can give Blythe a lot of trouble in pass rushes when he's lining up over that outside shade. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that 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 could be an interesting uh, uh, matchup at t- at all different points of the game, whether they're pass rushing or run, playing the D from that kind of formation. Um, let's talk about uh, the second level and the the <laughs> vaunted uh, Rams off offensive back uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, came out 
like we said, basically has not carried at a meaningful carry since mid December, and mm-hmm. and what, was he still third in the rushing yeah. total? So yeah, I mean that kind of gives you an indication of what he's like when he's right. And uh, I mean he's one of he's an MVP candidate. I think he's the best player on their team, offensive best player on their team. He's definitely the most important, most valuable. Yeah, and, and it's ironic because, you know, I mean, all we hear about is how futuristic offenses, you know, need to pass the ball, but still the most important person on this team is their running back, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I think that the reason I feel not uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? The reason I'm not terrified of this game or, or I actually feel, you know, good about going in and maybe winning is – uh, you know Todd Gurley being off for that that amount of time, I I really do think is going to have an effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I and, and you know coming off his knee, I mean I'm sure he's healthy, but again like that that's playing at a different level. It's going to take him a little while to get used to. And just generally, I like the matchup of Gurley against you know Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. I think Gurley is a fantastic running back, one in one of the best in the league. I just happen to think that we are one of the teams. That can handle that. Yeah. That can can do something. That can make hey. A lot of these guys that are along the uh, uh, the defensive line are, are good are good pass rushers, but most of them are all really good run players. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really good at stopping the run along the line. And then behind them, you've got two of the most athletic linebackers in football. Uh, you know, I I think if the Cowboys can find a way to limit him early, uh, you're you're setting yourself up for a game plan that that's a winnable path to victory for the Cowboys yeah I think the Cowboys are a unique team that they have two linebackers that can really match the athleticism of Todd Gurley flowing sideline to sideline you know Todd Gurley's really he really excels on those outside zone runs where he can kind of hit that uh Ben Reed right up the middle of the defense where he just sticks his foot in the ground and bursts up field and he's so fast and so explosive that he oftentimes is able to get through the hole before the linebackers are able to flow play side but against Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. And when you add into the fact that Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are not only super athletic, they're also extremely long and their tackle radiuses are really huge. I think they're going to have a lot. I think it's going to be tough for the Rams to have success unless they're able to get blockers on the second level quickly like the Colts did and just dominate the Cowboys defensive tackles. Yeah, I, I I think that this is to me the key matchup of the game. I mean, this is these guys versus him are are you know three of the best players in the NFL. You know, and mm-hmm. so I think doing what they do. So I think it's going to be fantastic to to watch the that kind of triangle matchup. Um, I you know just because we're on the second level, I think we should talk about uh, Jared Goff. You know, the interesting thing about Goff to me, and you tell me how you feel. I feel like Goff is effective really only as an extension of Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to disrespect the guy who's had an incredible season. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But he has a real hole in his game if he has to get off schedule. Yeah, you know, if he, passer, in my yeah, exactly. If he, if 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 that get dis- disrupted or. If it's not happening the way that it's all designed to happen, uh, I think he really he really struggles. He he can't uh, improv. He can't you know make it all happen on his own. Um, uh, you know it's 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 all it's very much a uh, uh, a situation where he's he's like I said almost like an extension. And I think that it, that's even 
more brought to the table by the fact that you know they have been taking advantage of the the headset rules with having yeah. McVeigh basically read the defenses uh, and give give all the information to uh, to uh, to J- Jared at before the snap happens. So you know I, I think for the Cowboys, I, I don't know that there's any way to kind of to counteract that even short of you know the Cowboys kind of jumping gaps like they do sometimes and and, and disrupting uh, you know. Uh, changing which which yeah, go, their deep line yeah discovering coverages pre snap and doing a good job there, um, which is something the Cowboys can do and they've been good at. So uh, you know I think for 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 the most part this this for the defense this is about stopping Gurley mm-hmm. early and forcing Goff to beat you yeah. because I you know I feel like especially and again I've said this before if the Cowboys go into this game tied or or within a score in the fourth quarter. I think it's a 50-50 game whether the Cowboys mm-hmm. or Rams win because I trust Dak a lot more navigating that situation than Jared Goff because, A, he's got he's a lot more experience. <laughs> and say what you will about what that means, that holds value when you, you need to get that specific job done, you know? Um, so uh, I, I think it's, I, I it's going to be a, an interesting matchup, and I think if the Cowboys can find a way to force Goff to be the one to beat them, uh, that's that's probably a good success for for you know this defense in general. Yeah, I think the big key is you got to get pressure on Jared Goff. He's a totally different player when he's under pressure than when he's not. Uh, here are some numbers for him without pressure. He's two ninety six or four or four for three thousand seven hundred and seventy five yards, seventy three point three completion percentage, twenty seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, nine point three yards per attempt. Yeah, when he's under pressure. He's 68 of 157 for 913 yards, 43.3% uh, completion percentage, five touchdowns, five interceptions, 5.8 yards per attempt. Yeah. You know, and then so so this is how it's going to work out, right? They know that they can't have him back there under pressure. So they're going to use the quick game, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to try to get the ball out quickly. And what that means is that the way the Cowboys interact that is goes back to being disciplined. You got to make those tackles. Mm-hmm. You keep those two yard gains to two yard gains. Don't let you know Wood shake you and then get up the field you know, for twenty five. Don't let be in, in situations where he has to hold the ball. That's right. Make them march the make them march the field. You know, like and I and I, Jared Goff is great. The, the play design for this team is fantastic. They have the an insanely high rate of getting into the red zone. You know, they're gonna probably get into the red zone, but that doesn't mean you have to make it easy on them. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, in the I mean, the the key to this whole dang game is the Rams' red zone offense versus the Cowboys' red zone defense, honestly. If you want to talk about like specifically subunits, I think that is where this game will be won and lost. If the Cowboys can continue their dominance on in the red zone uh, with their red zone defense, that's a hole in the Rams' game to a certain degree. They, you know, they don't, despite having all this talent and uh, across the board and having a great running back, they haven't been the best red zone scoring offense, and that is something that the Cowboys have thrived on on defense. So if they can limit point opportunities on the Rams by you know shutting them down in the red zone, uh, you know hopefully the Cowboys the field can, goals. Yeah, the Cowboys can make up the points there, and and again that can lead to a close game in the fourth quarter, which makes it a winnable game for the Cowboys. I agree, and if the Cowboys are able to like we think establish the run, sit on the ball, accumulate that time of possession. They'll have the they'll be able to wear on that on that Rams defense. Yeah, totally. All right. Last thing before we go, let's talk about the third level 
of our defense versus the Rams receivers. We talked about Cup being out. This is still a, a decently talented group, uh, you know, with Woods and, and Cooks. Cooks has been traded for like five first yeah. round picks at this point, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and we mentioned Reynolds. He's, you know, he's been kind of a, a deep threat. He's a kid from, he was from at Texas A&M, wasn't yep, he? Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. I remember him. He was the only um, one of the everybody that was unheralded there, and he was actually became the best receiver. Yeah, well, it's probably not you know coincidental that he went to Sean McVay's Rams though. So, so uh, you know, I think with these guys and then with Everett mixed in there, uh, they it's, they've got a good group. I think it's the very key this talented. week's going to be for Anthony Brown. He's going to get tested yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you know what, I, I'm I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Anthony, you've earned this opportunity to be a, a hero here, and you've kind of stepped up. Uh, every opportunity that's been given. So uh, I I have a lot of faith in, in Brown uh, doing the job as well as he can, or at least slowing them down to a, a point where it's not the the reason we lose the game. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, I you know, again, the way you stop these guys on the outside – you're not going to be able to cover them for all. You got to make for forever. You got to just make their lives hell. Uh, the way to stop these guys on the outside is to make Goff uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to make you know make him miss throws, to make him be off, or to uh, you know get sacked. I think that's the way that they're going to need to do it. These guys aren't uncoverable by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the key there is not to focus on trying to cover them forever, forever and ever, and make Goff hold it. I think it's to get after Goff and make him think about what's going on yep, and exactly. then react poorly. So, oh, Woo! man, I got nerves. I'm, ready. I'm, ex- I'm, ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, you know, again, could not be a more on-brand uh, uh, show for us. Yep. This, uh, this. Or, you know, West Coast Cowboys game, for goodness sakes. This is a training camp all over again. So uh, really excited about this game. John, let's take a quick second and uh, go over uh, what we think is going to happen uh, with some of these other divisional round games, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. Um, there's only three other games, so this should be pretty quick. Uh, we'll start with the AFC uh, Colts versus the Chiefs. Um, I, I, this is going to be a fantastic game. I, I mean, all I these games wait. are going to be great, the game man. I'm most excited I mean, for. Yeah, I mean, this is like just this. It's going to be an offensive explosion, and 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 it's what I'm really fascinated to see. Honestly, is the Chiefs' uh, offense versus the the Colts' defense, just because of of uh, Flus. Uh, and to see what he can come up with against what is the unstoppable juggernaut of yep. the Chiefs' offense. Um, go ahead and give me your your two cents on this matchup and, and what you're looking for to the most. I'm calling I'm calling the Colts upset here. I think they are playing at wow. an extremely high level right now. I think Andrew Luck and Frank Reich's offense is the exact kind of offense that can kind of you know win by that thousand cuts, eat up the clock. Marlon or uh, Mac. Marlon, Marlon Mack, right? Yeah. Yeah, Their Marlon Mack. Mack has been playing really, really well for the Indianapolis Colts. And, yeah, I think I'm – I picked in my – for the score, I picked Indianapolis Colts, I think, 31-28. I think it's going to be another game-winning field goal for Anna Vinatieri. Interesting. Okay. Uh, man, 28 points by the Chiefs would be quite a performance exactly. by, by that. Eberflus defense. So, uh, that's an interesting, interesting choice there. Okay. Um Next game is the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. The, you know, what's crazy, I didn't even realize till just now, there are two Los Angeles teams in the playoffs right now. <laughs> That's, I mean, we didn't, they didn't even have a team Chargers. two weeks ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, I know, right? Best Coast. You got three, three Cowboys, uh, three <laughs> California-based 
uh, well, the Cowboys aren't California based, but as far as in my mind, they are because they started out baby. Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. What, they, if, well, if we're <laughs> including that, it could be a couple more too, as far as I know. Um, anyways, back on track. Chargers versus the Patriots. This is, I mean, this is outside of our own game. I don't know that there's one t- game that I have a more clear rooting interest in. <laughs> I I mean I don't even love the Chargers yeah. right but but man I need Philip I need Philip Rivers to beat uh, Tom Brady you I, I just you need, need Joey I, Bosa to get a little taste I, of Tom Brady I need it honestly <laughs> honestly if the Cowboys aren't winning the Super Bowl I I'm I'm rooting for the Chargers I want Philip Rivers to get his and and also just I want to see him destroy. I want to see this basically team that's played in a soccer stadium all season yes. come out and win the Super Bowl. I think that, that I would want be awesome. the Chargers and the Colts to win so that they have to play in that stadium in the AFC Championship game. Oh my God, that would be so amazing! <laughs> I would go because I would stand outside. I mean, there won't be enough tickets because there's only it only fits like uh, you know thirteen people. All, after, thirteen after people. They give all the family and friend tickets. They might not have much left. Yeah, it's I, I, honest to God. I think it is like a twenty-five thousand person stadium. Oh, it's, it's, it's please, I, that needs to happen. I hope it happens. <sighs> okay, so uh, I think that honestly that the uh, that the Chargers have a, have a legit chance in this game. Um, you know, they've got an incredible defense. Um, Rivers has been hot and continues to be who he is. But the Patriots are still the Patriots, and they're playing at home. So, what? Who do you got? My head says Patriots, but my heart says Chargers. Yeah. I, I think history says Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heart says Chargers. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, finally, uh, the one that we will be glued to. I hope the Saints the, boat uh, race them. So is that what you're going for? No, is that I, what you're I hope for? that happens. No, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, you, so you, you want the Saints to beat the Eagles? Oh, yeah. I can't decide, man. Like that's what I was gonna say is because I I, I kind of could go uh, either way to a certain degree. Like it, it could be one of those things where I, I, I mean, I want to play. I don't want to play the the Saints first of all, mm-hmm. and and then on top of that, like I kind of want to play an NFC title game at home. And and I know some people are scared of playing the Eagles in the NFC title. Like they're scared because they're they're like the hot team or whatever. Yeah. But but man, I mean, if you want to win the Super Bowl, it's time to exercise all the demons, right? <laughs> like like that's what I'm saying, man, yeah. is that like, you know what I was saying? Like like Jason Garrett beating Sean McVay in a playoff game and then having the Eagles come back and beating them a third time in our house. Like, I mean, that's fairy tale stuff. <laughs> like, that's like, I mean, Disney couldn't write a better a Super Bowl argument. run. So you make a good argument. I'm just really I, I, afraid that if the Eagles win, I don't want to hear Solak and Michael Kiss in my ear. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Need it. Yeah. Don't don't be scared, bro. Don't, don't be scared. We, you know, they still they they still trying to cover Amari Cooper. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I think the Saints are, are going to win. Um, but I, yeah, I am very torn about who I want to win. That's, I guess, how I feel. So turncoat, what? Uh, <laughs> anything else before we go? No, sir. Okay, great. Uh, um, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at McCoolBCB, at John Owning, uh, at Best Coast Boys with the Z at the end. Uh, special thanks as always to Mike Fisher. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Fish Sports. Uh, and 
Uh, catch us all on Cowboys 247. That's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. Uh, you can always hear us on the Cowboys Sports Radio app uh, on your iOS, iPhone, or Google Play Android. Uh, make sure you rate and review us five stars on the podcast and iTunes app. Uh, don't be a hater, as always. Uh, and, uh, well, so next week, you know, depending on how things go, we'll have a two, one of two very different kind of shows. But we, no matter what, we will review the game. Uh, and then we'll take a look and see what's going to happen uh, beyond that point. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking about another football game a week from now. So uh, until then, happy trails, everybody.